The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked. Let's start with a Smart Moves quote from C.P. Snow, British scientist and author. He said, Technology is a queer thing. It brings you great gifts with one hand, and it stabs you in the back with the other. I think that aptly describes what many of us think about technology. It does great things. It enhances productivity, creates scientific breakthroughs, and it also comes with hidden dangers. To help us protect ourselves and our organizations from these dangers or the alligators in the swamp, is my guest, Brad Wallander, CEO of Century Network Services, an information technology company. He says that one of the greatest threats facing businesses today is not robbery, not burglary, not workplace violence or random terrorism. It's electronic theft or damage from hackers, malware, and even unscrupulous competitors. What can we do about these would-be evildoers who misrepresent, misstate, and mislead? We'll find out. Welcome, Brad, to the Business Edge. Thank you, Marcia, and thank you for inviting me to participate with you this afternoon. Well, let's get right to it. What exactly are the alligators or the dangers that you mention? There are, in fact, Marcia, too many to mention. Let me just share a few with you. I think that most of our listeners will know about the more common ones, viruses, spam, worms, even DOS attacks may ring a bell with some people. By the way, DOS stands for denial of service. But there are things that only we in the technology business have more than a passing familiarity with. Man-in-the-middle attacks, spam bots, packet sniffers. All of these are variations on a theme, and the theme is to penetrate a business or organization's network and extract from it information that will be beneficial to the hacker and harmful to the organization. 
And, you know, um, I, yes, I'm familiar with certainly uh, uh, with some of these that you talked about, the viruses, the spam, the worms. Um, can you just mention what the, for example, man-in-the-middle attacks are? <laughs> A man-in-the-middle attack, and, and I'm going to oversimplify here, is when a piece of malicious software takes control of a device within the network and starts manipulating the data or the instructions in that network while still a member of it, hence the name. Wow. And then maybe one other one um, that is not familiar to me is uh, packet sniffers. Packet sniffer, of course. Data travels over the, your internal network and the public Internet in bundles that are called packets, packets oh. of data. By the way, voice travels the same way. There are individual packets of data and packets of voice information that travel over the wires or wirelessly. Packet sniffers are software applications that are designed to look inside those packets, determine whether they are encrypted or unencrypted, and if they are unencrypted, to extract the information and retain it. So I'd like for you to imagine, if you will, with me, your bookkeeper logging on to online banking so that you can pay on, automatically online your rent for the first of the month. Mm-hmm. Very common in the American business community today. She's going to enter your, um, I, your online identification mm-hmm. and your password. Then she's going to be logged on to the bank's site where she's going to access your operating account. If the packet that contains that logon and password information is unencrypted, traveling over the public Internet, and somebody intercepts it, and retains that information, they have access to your bank account. That's a packet sniffer. And that's pretty scary. (laughs) And it's one of the reasons why network security is one of the fastest growing technological uh, areas in our industry. It It is growing at a pace many times that of other more ordinary technological services, because every day we face new threats, new challenges, new techniques, new tricks, new scams, all of which are designed to get information that then can be used against you. And I know you're going to be going further into the scams that are out there, but we're really focusing on certain, giving the listeners a basic overview of these dangers. So um, now that you've talked about the perils, um, how do these things get into our computers and networks? And they get into our networks and into our computers in a variety of ways. Perhaps the most common way, however, is email. In a typical office network environment, 65 to 70% of all network traffic is email. Mm-hmm. It's not uncommon for a middle manager or an executive in a mid-sized company to receive hundreds of emails a day. Just reading them is a time-consuming challenge. 
trying to discern which of those are genuine and legitimate and which of those are designed to appear so but are actually spam or contain viruses or are loading a keylogger on that machine in the background invisible to the reader is a near impossible task for a layperson. So a part of the answer to your question is to construct a network environment that is as hacker-resistant as possible. You'll note that I didn't say hacker-proof, because mm-hmm. there is no such thing. Mm-hmm. But the theory here is the same theory that's used to put a burglar alarm in your house. Putting an alarm system with infrared sensors and pressure mats and window contacts isn't going to stop a burglar from breaking in. But it is going to make your house much less appealing as a target than the fellow next door who doesn't have an alarm system. So when we talk about network security, we talk about putting in an environment that is so hacker-resistant that the person trying to penetrate it will throw up his hands in frustration and say, you know what, this is not worth it, and move on to the next potential victim. And I think your analogy of the burglar is a very good analogy because there's no such thing as a burglar-proof house or business, but if you make it difficult for that burglar, if he has to go or she has to go through certain hoops or certain, they'll say, why? I mean, I'll go to the next house or the next business. And I think that's um, what you're talking about here. So, um You know, one of the things, the other thing is that, um, is this just about email? I mean, I know you focus, you talked about email, but what what other things get into our uh, computers and networks? And no, unfortunately, it's not just about email. In fact, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal just days ago about spam text messages on our telephones. Every time there's a new communications protocol or a new communications methodology, there are those who are ready to jump on it and exploit it to the detriment of those who are using it legitimately. But to your question about the network, Mm -hmm. visiting an unsafe website Mm. can lead, can in the background, invisibly to you, cause a utility to be downloaded to your computer, which you know nothing about, but which can infect or destroy the data that's on your machine and the network to which it is connected. Even if it doesn't destroy or infect that data, a keylogger can be loaded in the background. A keylogger is a piece of malware that records, as you might suspect, every keystroke on your keyboard and reports it, again, transparently to you, to some server in Bulgaria or Kazakhstan or in Zaire. And there are people on the other end who are copying down, oh, look, Marsha's logging on and she's buying something on Amazon. And look, she's putting in a credit card number and an expiration date and a three-digit CVV code. (laughs) It's, It's bonus time. And this is what happens, unfortunately, every moment of every day, 365 days a year. You know, um, you're getting me really paranoid at this point. <laughs> well, good. 
then I'm accomplishing my purpose because there is, and, and we'll get into this a little bit further, but mm-hmm. um, there is that human element that plays a significant role here as well. It's not just about the technology. It's about the people using the technology as well. And, and we just have a minute or two left before our break. What do you mean by the human element? So nothing, nothing can happen on a computer until the operator, the user, does something. That something could be something as mundane as opening an email. But how the user approaches that device, how the user uses the technology that's available to him or her, will play a significant role in whether harmful and destructive things happen or don't happen. Well, that is something to think about and to do something about. And then we will talk about that when we come back from a short break. Uh, this is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. 
Welcome back, listeners. This is Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America Radio. My guest is Brad Wolander, and he is talking about the alligators in the swamp or the hidden dangers of technology. And we were finishing up on on what hackers do and how hackers can get into our networks and into our email. And so that's the problem. Now, what is the solution? So what can companies do um, to prevent hackers and data thieves and other evil doers from doing harm? Well, Marsha, it all starts at the beginning. And let me draw an analogy for you. If you're building a vacation home in the mountains in Colorado, one, I envy you, and two, you're going to start with a very solid foundation, and then you're going to make sure that you're using the right materials for that environment. You know that you're going to have severe winters, so Mm -hmm. you're going to... to, Factor that in to the materials that you choose, the design of the home, the energy-saving features. The roof is going to be able to support a significant amount of snow. You're going to be prepared for ice. You're going to be prepared for um, energy shortages, perhaps a brownout, perhaps a blackout. And the same thing is true when building a network environment for a business or an, or an organization. In this case, the foundation is the equipment, <clears throat> making sure that it's business class. It's not something that's sold from a discounter that's to be designed to be used by 14-year-old junior high students who are IMing their little friends, but it's commercial-grade equipment. Right. It, you factor in the connectivity, making sure that it's reliable and it's secure and it meets the company or organization's needs. Mm-hmm. It is put together by professionals who know how to design and implement a hacker-resistant network so that it is one that is not an easy target. Mm -hmm. And then, on an ongoing basis, there are a number of things that companies should do, and many are doing, to make certain that their security remains at a high level. Understand that this is something of a moving target, because what one man can invent, another can circumvent. So security is not a static situation. It is one that requires day-to-day vigilance to make sure that the latest threats, the latest scams, the latest techniques to penetrate your network are dealt with. You know, I think the two thoughts that come to my mind as you were describing this. First is um, that when companies start building that platform, um, that they have to have that, you know, they can't do, uh, can't have second rate materials. They have to go first class. They have to have the right people um, with the right expertise. Um, and that's true of building a house or building a, a networking platform. So you described that quite well. But then there was a second thought that came to my mind. Once it's built, then you have to have the kind of support that will, con- that will be vigilant to all this and that would be making changes as the technology changes. Can you talk about that a bit? Uh, of course, and you are exactly correct, Marcia. 
in the same way that that well-constructed cabin in the mountains of Colorado may, after all of your efforts, have a leak in the roof, (laughs) that network, which you worked very hard to design and implement, is only as good as its weakest link. Mm -hmm. And the way to ascertain whether those weakest links are there and ameliorate them is through techniques like vulnerability analyses and penetration testing, which involves a professional ethical hacker trying to get in, trying all the tricks of the trade that he or she knows to see what vulnerabilities haven't been addressed, what gaps may exist. Pardon me. Right. We are imperfect beings, and we exist in an imperfect world. So we know that not everything is going to achieve the level of, um, how shall I put this, resistance that we would like. How do we find out that what level of resistance actually exists and what areas need to be addressed? By attacking the network ethically, to find, to find the gaps and the exposures that a not-so-ethical hacker will find if we don't. So where do you find these people who will do this ethically? I mean, um, you know, one thought that came to my mind is you have those professional hackers who got into trouble with the law, went to jail, and now come out and are consultants. Is that who you're talking about? Or talking about, in addition, other people who who are ethical in, in terms of of hacking your system and finding out where the gaps are. Okay, and and by the way, the people to whom you make reference are some of the best consultants you can engage <laughs> because they they have spent significant amount of time uncovering the vulnerabilities that we're talking about. Who better to find them? But um, where do you find these people? These yeah. people actually are an industry specialty. There's an industry certification, CISSP, Certified Information Systems Security Professional, or CISA, Certified Information Systems Auditor. And we have several of them on staff here at Century. Mm-hmm. And we perform regularly scheduled network security audits and network security studies for a number of not-for-profit organizations, financial institutions, defense contractors, and so on, where we spend scores or in some cases hundreds of hours trying to penetrate the network. And I will tell you, sadly, that more times than not, we are successful. And when you, when, when you do penetrate... And when you find gaps and when you go to management and tell them about this, what's their reaction? Are they surprised? Are they upset? Or, you know, how do they react to you telling them that they have problems? What, a, what an interesting question. The, it depends on who within management you're talking about, Marsha. Almost universally, the CIO or the CTO is horrified. But almost without exception, again, the CEO is, or the COO, or the CFO is delighted to know that a hole has been uncovered, which can now be plugged. Okay. And understand that these companies, in many cases, are required to have Mm -hmm. these network security audits performed. 
Uh-huh. And they're paying sub- significant sums to have them performed. So in some ways, finding out where the gaps and the exposures and the vulnerabilities are is giving them their money's worth. And, you know, that is true even in my own what I do, which is uh, leadership development and coaching. It is find out before you make a really big mistake in your leadership. Get some assessments done. Get some feedback do- uh, feedback so that you can make changes early rather than late. And I think that's true of your business as well. Um, find the problems fast and, and the gaps and solve it. Am I correct on that? You are absolutely correct. There's also an ongoing monitoring and maintenance function here, Marsha. One of the things that we do and many organizations do is we regularly look at the event logs and the error logs. pardon me, that the operating systems within networks maintain. We look at access logs to see who's been remote access, remoting into the network and identifying what they did while they were in the network to make sure that there are, for example, no former employees uh-huh, whose uh-huh. remote access hasn't been terminated. No competitors who are trying to hack into the network. No um, foreign IP addresses that are trying to penetrate so that they can get banking or personal information on employees or things like that. So in addition to those network audits, there's an ongoing vigilance function that says, who's been using the network? What have they been using it for? And is all of this legitimate traffic? So this is a quite a, it's an ongoing process. I think that's what you're saying. It's not a one-shot deal. It's ongoing because of the changes that are constantly occurring in technology and what we're going to get into, uh, uh, you know, about the, a whole new group of, of hackers and who these hackers are. Perhaps you can just quickly talk about um, who are these hackers and criminals? And then, you know, um, are they local? Are they international? Who are they? Well, the answer to your question is yes. They are local. They are international. They are regional. They are foreign. But the interesting thing about that question, Marcia, is that I think many of us have this mental image of a wild-eyed foreigner in the middle of the night high on some drug who's furiously tapping the keyboard in an effort to break in. And those people do exist, and sad to say, those people are frequently successful. Mm-hmm. But the more typical situation is this. According to the Gartner Group, in 2011, the last year for which we have statistics, approximately 70% of the data theft that took place in the United States was internal. That is to say, it's one of your people or one of your former people. So now we're talking about your soon-to-be ex-sales manager. You don't know he's leaving, but he knows he's leaving, and before he leaves, he intends to take your entire customer list with him. Or it's the boyfriend of your receptionist who is tired of hearing about how well the company is doing and how much money you're making, and he's decided that he wants to go into your business, but he wants to do it with your customers. 
So, yes, there is that wild-eyed hacker, and they are a danger. I don't mean to minimize the, the dangers from those kinds of people. But more typically, it's the people you interact with every day, the people whose paychecks you sign every week or two weeks or month that are your greatest danger. Well, that is something to think about and to do something about. And then we will talk about that when we come back from a short break. Uh, this is Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to the Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America Business Channel. When we return, my guest, Brad Wallander, will be giving us more insights into the hidden dangers of technology, but most importantly, what should companies do when they discover that they've been breached? So stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at SmartMovesCoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners, to The Business Edge, um, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. My guest is Brad Wallander, and he has been giving us insights into the hidden dangers of technology, and I am learning so much about what's out there and as I said earlier you can get a little paranoid but it's better to know the dangers and to be aware of them so that you can 
do something about them. So this leads us to my next question, Brad. Um, what should companies do when they discover that they've been breached? Well, thank you, Marsha. Let me, let me give you my response in three simple words. Call the professionals. Mm-hmm. This is not something for amateurs. This is not something for your administrative assistants, brother-in-laws, plumbers, next-door neighbor to come in and poke around in. This requires a high level of knowledge and expertise. In, in, in cases in which we have assisted organizations that have been breached, and, and I'd like to come back to that in a moment, mm-hmm. we, one of the first things that we will do is we will disconnect them from the public Internet altogether. Mm-hmm. And we do that not because we don't recognize that it will interfere with their business, but because the very first thing we want to do is prevent any further harm. At least we can limit the damage by isolating that network while we analyze just how seriously they've been breached, how much information has been stolen, or how much damage has been done. And then isolating that, either creating a parallel environment that is secure, that allows them to resume their business, (laughs) or by trying to identify exactly who, when, how, where, and to what extent. Or sometimes doing both at the same time, depending on the nature of the situation. Um, Without breaching confidentiality, um, can you give me some examples of what, what gets breached, what kinds of information is taken, um, what, the, what the impact can be for the company? Um, because I know the word breach, but, but can you explain that a little more in terms of concrete examples? Again, without, um, you know, uh, being, without uh, um, talking about a specific company name or anything like that. I can. And one of the <clears throat> doctrines of investigative technique, uh, and, and you learn this in any police academy in the United States, is follow the money. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is true in this case. If, if you want to know what hackers are after, whether they are internal or external, whether they are simply data thieves or they are competitors, it's all about the money. So not surprisingly, they're after your banking information. They're after your financial information. They're after your client list because your clients pay you money. They're Uh interested in your employees' personal information because Uh with their dates of birth and social security numbers and home addresses, they can go to town. So those areas are by far the most vulnerable. Now, there are malicious hackers who are interested in doing more damage than theft. Those Mm. people will target your order entry system, your Mm. CRM system, your warehouse management system, and other applications that help you run your business. Those malicious hackers tend to be competitors or hired by your competitors. And... 
people think, oh, that almost never happens, and people are wrong. It happens quite commonly. You know, that surprises me, but at this point, you know, I shouldn't be surprised by it. I want to go back to, um, you know, one of the things you said, you gave an example, is employees' personal information. I believe there was um, some news, oh, maybe a couple of months ago, about a company where the, that was breached and they got the employee um, social security numbers and everything like that. Is that common um, or is that just, you know, one of those rare cases? No, it is not rare at all. Um, many companies, uh, particularly smaller companies, mm-hmm. uh, retain the, pe- the payroll function internally okay. um, using QuickBooks or some other small business accounting package. Mm-hmm. And those are relatively easily hacked. And the value of that information is almost incalculable. So it's not very, very hard to get, but it can be very, very profitable. Just think of what someone can do, Marsha, if they have your name, your address, your date of birth, your social security number. They can visit every department store in the mall and open an account. They can buy thousands or tens of thousands of dollars worth of merchandise before you even know that somebody is opening accounts in your name. The damage can be extensive, and it can take you years to recover from it. And you're one of perhaps 50 employees, perhaps 150 employees. So it's a very, very tempting target. So, you know, that was one example you gave where they hacked into and they got, you know, employees' personal information. Um, What's the damage that can happen if they get into your banking information? Well, for one thing, they will suck all of the money out of your account. Mm. They'll go online and they'll arrange a wire transfer to some account in Kazakhstan and you will never see that money again. And you'll never get it back because those people are not subject to U.S. banking and securities laws, and foreign governments are notoriously uncooperative with the United States in terms of recovering that money. So, in fact, there was a case not so very long ago right here in Dallas where a a very large and well-respected company had been banking with the same institution for decades, and suddenly was presented with a series of orders to wire transfer out of their accounts substantially all of the money that they had in the bank. And when the company discovered it, they went to the bank and said, what are you doing? (laughs) And the bank said, we have no responsibility for examining the validity of instructions that we receive over the Internet using your username and your password. It's none of our business. And that company sued the bank, and that company lost. Because subject to what the advertising would have you believe, no one at the bank is watching your money except you. So before you know it, all of your money can be gone, and you will never get it back. How do you, know, you pay that, your people? How do you pay the rent? How do you right. pay your vendors? So what does, a, you know, you talked a bit about when I asked you the question, what do you do if you're breached? 
what do you do to prevent this? Let's, you know, maybe go back to a couple of things you said earlier, because once you're breached and they've taken it from you, your example is you may not get it back. So what do you do? How, how do you prevent this from happening? Well, as we said earlier, you can't entirely prevent right. it, but you can right. take many, many precautions that minimize the prospects for you being victimized. Let's talk for a moment about some of the more common ones. Some of the easier ones, in fact, to implement. Something as simple as a company-wide security policy. (laughs) You may know that there are different levels of access within a network. Uh There's administrator access, there's user access, and within user access, there are access permissions that govern where, pardon me, where people can go and where they cannot go within the network. Uh-huh. So let me give you a couple of examples. One of the things that we do with our clients is we make sure that a very, very limited number of people have administrator access to the entire network. Right. Most employees don't need that. Uh-huh. Then we look at, and so it's, it's typical for one or two senior members of management within the organization to have administrator access. They're the only ones. We, of course, as the service provider, have administrator access as well. But keep in mind, we're monitoring all of these accesses to make sure that even senior management is logging in only for legitimate purposes. Then there's user access. It makes perfect sense to give Mary, who is an accounts payable clerk, access to the accounting system. Uh But Uh there's no reason why Bob, a field salesperson, should have (laughs) access to the the accounting program. And so we make sure he doesn't. And in fact, we make sure that when Bob logs in, his home screen and his options in terms of applications to use is limited to those that he actually needs to do his job. So if he wants access to the CRM system, that's fine. But within that CRM system, we're going to give him the ability to add records, modify records, enter notes, but we're not going to give him the ability to delete records. We're not going to give him the ability to download the entire database. And if he tries, we're going to set it up in such a way so that he's prevented from doing so, but an alert message is generated so that we can then go to management and say, you should know that at 741 yesterday evening, Bob logged in and tried to download the entire sales database. And then management can take that up with Bob in the morning. So, Bob, what were you doing last night? Then there are password policies. Right. Marcia, if I had five cents for every password that I've seen on a yellow post-it note stuck on a monitor, <laughs> I'd be a millionaire just from those nickels. A password policy <clears throat> is one that requires a certain strength, in other words, a certain right. complexity, right. and it requires that users change them on a regular basis usually 30, 60, or 90 days, depending on the environment. You know, I'm going to have to sort of uh, stop you right here because we're going to be going for a break, but I'm laughing because I don't do what you are uh, 
uh, telling us to do, which is change passwords, um, um, have them stronger. And I would imagine that most of our listeners um, don't do that as well, which is now something that we really do need to think about. So when we come back from the break, uh, Brad is going to give us just one piece of advice, uh, one thing that we can take away. So stay tuned. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. We have been um, hearing uh, Brad Wallander talk about the hidden dangers of technology. And boy, there are dangers out there and there are ways to prevent and avert those dangers. So Brad, uh, what is the one piece of advice you would like to give to our listeners? Okay. Um, If there was only one piece of advice that I could give to network users universally, it would be there's no substitute for a healthy dose of New York skepticism. I would encourage you to look upon every email, every text message, certainly every attachment with skepticism, with an attitude that says, as you look at it, oh, really? 
even if it appears to come from somebody that you know, I would encourage you to ask, does this fit the ongoing pattern of communication that I have with this person? And if it doesn't, if you're not 100% certain and comfortable that this is a legitimate message, delete it and forget it. Better to delete it and have that person ask you a day or two later, say, did you get my email? Then to open it and find out that you've just opened a Pandora's box for yourself. Great piece of advice. And now, uh, listeners, uh, Brad, uh, tell us uh, a bit about your company and how to contact you. Well, thank you very much for asking. Century Network Services is a managed services provider, which is a fancy way of saying that we are our client's outsourced IT department. We provide both voice and data expertise. We have a strong network security practice, as you might imagine. Uh, We work with companies in the areas of disaster recovery and business continuity. We do network design, implementation, support. We obviously do vulnerability testing and penetration analyses uh, for companies and organizations, uh, large and small. And uh, we consult with existing IT departments where they are present to make them as secure, as efficient, as reliable, and as hacker-resistant as possible. And is there something that, um, you talked about a white paper? I do. I have a white paper called How Hackers Fool Your Employees. It's a fascinating read. It's only about seven pages. And I'd be happy to provide it to any of our listeners who'd like to look it over. Um, I can be contacted um, by phone at 972-491-0300 or by email at BWW, that's Bravo Whiskey Whiskey, at Century, S-E-N-T-R-Y-N-S dot com. Well, thank you so much, Brad, uh, for enlightening us about the alligators in the swamp. And Marcia, thank you for, for having me this afternoon. It's time for Marcia's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. <clears throat> Are you thinking outside the box? Listeners, how would you answer these questions? What would your business's greatest hits be if you went under tomorrow? Or, if you worked in a big glass fishbowl, what might you do differently? I've used these thought-provoking questions during team building, strategic planning, as well as leadership programs to get people thinking in new directions. Here are three shake em up questions that have generated great discussions and creative solutions. Number one, what drives our best customers crazy and what makes them exceedingly happy? This goes beyond the cliche of being customer focused. It energizes people to talk about what they really know about the customer's needs and expectations. A follow-up question could be, How can we get rid of the things that get our best customers upset, and what are the things we can do to bring a smile to their face? This could lead to new products and services that will not only benefit the customer, but the company as well. Second question, what is the most likely reason someone would want to join our company and why someone would leave it? 
This probes deeper into issues about what's attractive and also unattractive about the company and its culture. It can set off fireworks about hiring and firing policies, about good and bad managers, about wages and benefits, and a whole slew of other talent management issues, such as employee motivation and engagement. So don't ask this question unless, one, you want to hear the good, the not-so-good, and the really bad, and two, you are also willing to do something about it. Third question. If someone burst into your meeting and shouted, I've got good news and bad news, what do you think those two pieces of news might be? This question can open up a discussion of how things are really going. I have found many people are under the illusion that if we don't talk about it, it'll get better or hopefully go away. But generally, it doesn't. It gets worse. So it's better to find out, for example, that certain defects are being ignored or that the deadline will not be met. By knowing, you can deal with it. You can stop production until the defect is corrected rather than ship it out and hope the customer won't notice. Or you can talk with the customer about extending the deadline now rather than begging for forgiveness later. So here's a smart moose tip for you to chew on. All companies need fresh ways to approach problems and opportunities, or else they will stagnate and perhaps die. So set aside time at your next board, staff, team meeting, or retreat to think outside the box by asking shake em up questions. It may generate some controversy, but that's okay. It's better to get an issue out in the open where it can be addressed rather than hidden where it can lead to petty disagreements, employee disengagement, and worst of all, customer dissatisfaction. Listeners, would you like to get your people to think outside the box and in new directions? Find out about our team building, strategic planning, and leadership programs. Contact Marsha. M-A-R-C-I-A at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Next week's program, listeners, is the seven keys for marketing without money. Do you want to know what are the lowest cost, highest impact activities to grow your business? What can, where can you find a pool of prospects waiting for you to fish in? Who should you be meeting with monthly that, a monthly that will turbocharge your business right away? If so... Then tune in Wednesday, October 9th at 11 Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern to hear my guest, Patrick Doherty, sales and marketing expert, answer these questions and a lot more. Finally, here's another smart moose quote. It's from the book Sacred Cows Make the Best Burgers by Robert Kreigel. He says, 
individuals and organizations that are are good react quickly to change. Individuals and organizations that are great create change. Therefore, the road to success is to anticipate change, capitalize it, and thrive in it. Listeners, are you good or great at change? I'll end with my favorite saying. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who ask, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Call me now for a free consult at 972-380-9181 or email Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in every week, 11 a.m. Pacific, for The Business Edge with Marcia Zidle, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth, innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 